Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, where were we? We were at lunch. Great lunch. What's that place called? It was called Master McGrath's. Ma- Master McGrath's up in Sea Brook. We got it's by the Brook, like yeah. casino racetrack thing. Or to yeah. you guys who are who travel in style, it's near the C and J Trailways, where you t- drop your car off if you're up around where here. Where you make your wife go to in the middle of the night when exactly. you don't pick her up from the airport. Exactly that, uh, to punish her for getting seventy four <laughs> connections on a on her <laughs> southwest flights, which is really. They've really um, reinvested that profit well. So well, I'm gonna still be flying them. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I'll be the only one. Mm-hmm. So I can pick any seat I want. While we were there, and by the way, it was great. But it provided for a lot of good content because there was a there was a a specials menu. Um, it was a specials menu, and um, the specials menu. For them, read the following. Uh, read the following. It said, "Happy New Year." These are the three specials: broiled ribeye steak and eggs with home fries and toast, chili and cheese omelet with home fries and toast, and the Belgian waffle. And I asked people what they would, uh, what they would do, what's the right choice. Mm-hmm. And I've got my. I was looking at my new engagement meter. I have 2,244 engagements on Twitter. Not engagements, views. Whatever it is. And then many, many more on Instagram and Facebook, whatever. And obviously, what's the right answer? The ribeye and eggs. Of course it clearly. is. And That's I had a it great... today, and it's, it hit the spot. It was so good. That place is great. Great service. It's a great looking place. That is Tom Shattuck's kind of place. That might have to be Alice. That might have to be number one. And if Do we... you have anybody to thank for finding that place? Do you get full credit for that? Because I have seen it. I have seen it there. I mean, I shot us in that direction. <laughs> Morgan says in the chat that adults that order waffles or pancakes at a restaurant should be shot. <laughs> I don't know. Morgan, Summary uh, execution well, on, might be on. extreme. Hold on. There is a certain girly girl 
a bubbly kind of girl, the kind of woman who has a woman, has a lot of romance novels and pictures of unicorns, like framed mm-hmm. pictures in her house, who can be really sexy. She'll order those waffles, and that's fine. <laughs> it's a girly girl thing. But a good woman, damn straight, is getting those steak and eggs and knowing exactly what to do with them. I had the meat lover's omelet, is what I had. Which is good. Which is good. You didn't you, you didn't order one of the, those. With but, cheddar but, but, cheese. But we're also fairly compromised, but that's still a good one. And... um. So, Morgan, I generally agree with you. Although, like, you know, there's a place, you know, ladies like froofy things. And it <laughs> makes them comfortable and it makes them, I like to say, I love rain. Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes Alice Shattuck feel a little frisky. So, the there are some things that women embrace that it's always a good idea to do. So, so have a nice fluffy omelet and it's, I mean, a nice fluffy um, waffle. Waffle. You and don't even like when I make waffles at the some, house. It's an a hole because the waffle maker is the size <laughs> of a dishwasher and it does one thing twice a year. It's such a jerk. So, so um, I'm for that. We need to. There's a reason why there are chocolate martinis out there. We know that men should never drink one. Obviously, it's just <laughs> it's dishonorable. But because women like floofy things, women like floofy chocolate martinis and in and, and apple teenies and all those other things. And that's good because women who are happy and drinking and having fun and are gregarious uh, can be fun, and that's good. That's always good. I remember one time I cooked. I forgot. I forgot who it was for. But this is this is. Don't feel like I'm cheating on you, Alice. This happened when you were into your teens. So this is <laughs> okay. Good. I feel better. But I remember I cooked a um, linguine Alfredo for a date mm-hmm. we had. And she was in so much pleasure over the linguine. It was like, it was an absolute. Like, I was the person who gave her the linguine. I gave her that pleasure. And she got to savor it. And she loved it. And she was like moaning during the linguine. I'm like, this is going to be an excellent night. I don't know if it ever was. But but there's a lot to go. Give women pleasure. Because women, being a woman, in case you didn't know. Because we're going to talk, this is today's theme anyway. Because, I mean, how would anybody know? Being a woman, there's a lot of plucking and scraping, and there's some. There's like you have like all of the stuff that you have. You would think that you were like sculpting uh, Mount Rushmore. All the crap you have in the bathroom, and there's like for some reason there's like stones and stuff that are for your feet or something. I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, but you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So anytime they can have like sheer pleasure, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. A good thing. So I'm all for it. So I'm all for it. if they want a little waffle. To feel good about that, they can have the waffle and feel good about that. And that said, I would also tell young men out there, if there are any such thing as straight young men anymore, I don't know if anybody does it, learn to cook one good thing. Mm -hmm. That is important. And treat a woman like a million bucks. Because really, our biology is telling her not to sleep with you because she's a better physical specimen than you. And biology is telling her, don't risk having an offspring with that thing. <laughs> so you're already w- pushing the boulder uphill. So mm-hmm. whatever you can do to win over, you know, uh, the the board of directors in her mind, one by one, it's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Important thing. And um, yeah, learn to cook one good meal. I would I say, I didn't invent that, but I would say that's a smart thing to do. One good meal. Get good at it. Learn to do it and get good at it. Now I can cook a whole bunch of, like, um, Comfort food. That would be my thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I can make cheesy, garlicky, like stuff. Pastas and all like, over yeah, the place. Yeah, and like stuff I've, like that. Yeah. yeah, and you know, now I'm I'm old. I'm just about fifty, and so I've been doing this for a long time. A lot of trial and error in there. And so, uh, 
And so yeah, I, I didn't get any like linguine alfredo out of you, but you did your chicken parm for me for sure. Yeah, well, that was a winner. That was one, my first good dish um, was chicken mm-hmm. parm in my late twenties, and um, yeah. But I, but you gotta, you gotta try. First of all, you were easy. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was already in. I was so. I didn't get. I didn't. Can I tell them about linguine? our first? Well, it's not what our, it wasn't our first date night. It was um, several dates, many dates in months in. It, it's not as if we slept together in the first date night. But many months in, um, Alice still being a modest uh, maiden and still, uh, you know, we were in the dating period. It was, we were we were enjoying ourselves having food and drinks at a bar, et cetera. And it was getting late. And, and I was, and we were like, you had had a lot of cocktails, but you weren't really, or didn't seem plastered. But I, but I thought this is the first time in my life. It's like, is she keeping up with me? How is this happening? So I'm that, a slob, so we're kind of... Right. Uh, um, what's the word? Like we're workmanlike drinkers, I would say. Right, and this wasn't uh, and this are. wasn't like yeah. transmission fluid that you are used to drinking. In the- <laughs> this is like the actual well liquor, at least. <laughs> and I remember it was like it was like it was like nine fifty seven at night, or whatever. And, and I said, "Do you want to stay out for a bit?" Or, or no, I said, "Do you want to come back to my place?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, but I have to be home by 10. I thought that gives us just a few minutes. That's ridiculous. I said, "Sure, ten is." And 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 I said, "Wait a second. Do you mean ten in the morning?" And she said, "Yes." It's like, man, you have just blown the game. It's like I, it's like me. If you showing me your cards during a poker game, you what? You mean I have you for the next twelve hours? This is already signed, sealed, and delivered. We got out of the bar quickly after that. At that point, there was no reason to be in the bar. It was you know, oh, check please. <laughs> Can you imagine, Alice? Nobody says that. <laughs> I gotta be. Oh, it's like you would say. I mean, I gotta be up real early so I can't make any promises, and I'll try to stay for a nightcap. That's how you would say it. Like putting, say, you have to be back at ten, twelve hours from then. It's putting a lot of pressure on me. To you to, have a lot of time to hide the body before anyone will notice I'm missing. Just FYI. Well, maybe when I run out of other stuff to do. I mean, there, as far, the romance was not going to be to twelve hour uh, sting tantric sexual thing. It was going to be. We're talking a handful of minutes, probably. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's good because it, it, it clears everything. It's like I'm, I'm no longer in a rush. Anyway. So the whole reason we talk about that, why did I bring that up? Okay, <laughs> Making so, food. So we're out of that, we're in that restaurant, and I got And a, you didn't have to make me food, because... Well, I know, but, the, but the, the food stuff comes from the restaurant, and then Morgan's. Does, okay. Did Morgan send anything else? And then Morgan's. He said, if an adult male orders pancakes, they should be made to wear one of the spin wheel helicopter hats while they eat it. I don't think that's, I don't <laughs> think that's enough. An adult male, and this is one of the things about Biden. Mm-hmm. Eating ice cream. Yeah, it's like you can eat ice cream as an adult male, but don't love it that much. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that is good. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh. And just oh no, the, our light. I know, I know. Who knows? It's falling I think we apart. do have one more of these if it happens. This is all. I think the other surplus Herald stuff. So, but I mean, but, these are all like ten years old now. That was twenty thirteen. So yeah, but I didn't buy these. We didn't do video till twenty eighteen. Okay, nobody cares. But but but. Uh, but so here's that kind of video anyway. Um, so here's another thing I just wanted to get to is that while we were at the restaurant, yeah, I got or on the way anyway, I got a an Instagram request from the daughter of our friends, our close friends in town, 
She's on Instagram. Her mother's on Instagram. Her daughter's uh, like, I don't know. She's a teenager. Let's not say how old. Okay. But anyway, she's awesome. She's great. She's a smart kid and whatever. And I had just been responding to her mother about Instagram. So I'm sure she saw that I was on there. And she, uh, did, if Instagram friend requested me. And I said, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and it has in her byline, profile, whatever, it says she, her. Right. And I thought, wow, I was a little bit surprised that pe- that people do this. This is just a, a teenager. A young teenager, young not teenager. like 17. Right. But, but in, 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 by the way, I, I have no reason to believe this person who's awesome. He's, she is an awesome person and an accomplished person. I have no reason to believe that she is anything but a normal girl. I think mm-hmm. she, she is. Yeah. But I said, why would somebody like have that at that age? And my daughter said, so nobody would misgender her. I thought that was, that's profound. And she doesn't mean nobody will offend her by using her own pronouns, mm-hmm. but she wants people to know that she's a real she and her. Right. Because now everybody can be anything. Right. And we also, and and this does, this ambiguity around it does create other problems too. Like, you know, we also know people who, their daughter, who's also an awesome kid and a great kid, um, has short hair. Yep, yep. And has been asked to leave girls' bathrooms because people think she's a boy and is in the girls' bathroom. Right. And she's not trans or anything else. But because we've created this ambiguity where people are worried somebody's going to be in the wrong bathroom and that's like a thing that might happen, like we've created a situation where that's a thing. Whereas, you know, my sister had short hair when she was a kid and like when we were in restaurants, people would ask like, what does a young man want all the time? Like that was a thing that happened, but nobody ever told her to get out of the bathroom and like got upset about it. Yeah. It was just a thing. Sometimes people thought she was a boy, which, of course, like traumatized her for life. And she's never had short hair since the rest of her existence. But, you know, like we've created sort of a monster here where it puts honestly kids who don't have any of the context of this stuff. They just want to have the hairstyle that they have. And like they haven't put thought into like the fact that somebody's going to think of them being in a bathroom or whatever. And like actually, you know, the that kid's parents have said before that like people always ask about like pronouns and stuff and it makes them uncomfortable because their daughter's like not that and isn't interested Mm -hmm. in that and like doesn't it's not like part of the context of her existence right so it's like that's not part of the decision that she's trying to make when she had short hair like but we've decided to read a whole world of adult sexual things into hairstyles that kids choose and other stuff in a way that creates like this awkward situation for everybody and honestly like puts more on kids than they bargained for like getting it and i and i want to go a little deeper there Mm -hmm. because in the case of the girl who has the pronouns in her Instagram, she's a, an awesome kid. This this is a, a kid who's being raised right, and she's just great. In the case of the girl with short hair, who's also friends with our daughter, mm-hmm. she's the most considerate human being right. I've ever met. She is the salt of the earth. She is such a lovely, wonderful person. I adore her. I think she's great. Because of her, I, I, I have added respect for her parents one of whom I've had a disagreement with regarding masks. But anyway, I think like anybody who can produce somebody that young who cares so much about the welfare and well-being of others, that is remarkable. That is a sacred, Mm -hmm. awesome thing. And the fact that she, this remarkable person, has to deal with this crap that's none of her doing because we're playing social experiments out there. Right. God, that is... This is... Once more, this is the... um, 
the um, the uh, civilian casualties of these um, crusades that we're having on uh, progressive stuff. Right. You know, there's more collateral damage, and it comes many times in the form of little girls who just want to just want to be nice and look after each other. Right. I think exactly. it sucks. Yeah, and like the thing you were saying about not wanting to be misgendered or whatever, the idea, it is hurtful, by the way, to little girls if you can't tell that they're a girl. I'm sure, I'm sure. And like the idea, frankly, that you would have to tell people your pronouns. I mean, like, I think that even as an adult where like in some workplaces or some social contexts, like people want you to have your pronouns on your name tag or mm -hmm. whatever for a conference or something. And like, you know, I find the idea that you wouldn't know what pronouns to use for me like offensive. Like, I know well, the trans people are offended by the pronoun stuff, but, like, if you ask, like, what's the harm, blah, 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 like, if you tell me you can't tell that I'm a woman, like, that's offensive to me. I'm sorry. Like, I... Right. You know, wouldn't you be offended if someone's like, sorry, are you a man or a woman? I can't tell. Like, because that's what you're saying if you're saying what are your pronouns. Um. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a rude thing to ask somebody. And, like, to say that, to act like that's a normal thing that we should all just do because it's nice to trans people. Like, sorry, that's, like, toxic. It's also gaslighting because all human beings from the time when they're babies can tell the difference between men and women, like, 99.999% of the time without exception. Like, really rare edge cases. Like, infants can freaking tell what's a man and what's a woman. And, like, it's not something that you have to clarify. So by even pretending that it's something that you would have to clarify is already, like, weird gaslighting pretend right, right. world. And, and, and then to add on to that, to say, like, I'm sorry, I don't know what pronouns to use for you. Like, that's a mystery. Like, that's freaking personally rude to me because I'm a woman. Like, and it should be obvious to you. Right. And, and, that, and that there are these mostly third-rate facsimiles of mm -hmm. confused people who are demanding that they be given the same reckoning, reckoning in every way as every biological real woman doesn't mean that, that this tiny minority has to be catered to by, you know, misgendering real women or right. taking from them their rightful possession of the word and the term and everything that entails, which is more than walking around like a whore at a library reading to four-year-olds. It's more than that. Right. There's and, you know, to go back to, like, the Matt Walsh What is a Woman documentary, part of the reason that was so effective, both as humor and as social commentary, the whole thing, is because it is so obvious to people what a woman is. <laughs> we all know what it is. A child knows what it is. Every society on Earth knows what a woman is. It's not a mystery. And, like, that's... When you get to the real social engineering that the left wants to do, like that's what it comes down to because you're you're trying to get people to believe something that they know isn't true at like an absolute core level. It is two plus two equals five 1984 stuff, right? Because that's something like if human beings know anything, they know that like that's something that's shared in every sighting. You can tell me that trans people exist in whatever tribe and the male female binary was invented by Western colonialism. But every society on Earth has words for men and women and understands what men and women are fundamentally without needing any science, without needing any anything. I mean, like that's the biggest lie of the whole thing is like that. You know, people will say, like, you, you know, it's the science, it's the chromosomes, it's this, it's that, it's blah, blah, blah. But, like, you don't even need that. Everybody knows what a woman is. Before right. people knew what DNA was, they knew what a woman was. Right. It wasn't hard. 
Like they right. knew what it was. And like just because people can't necessarily explain it simply in words that don't have like exception. Oh, it's somebody who has babies. Oh, well then is somebody who's infertile? Like are they not? A, like, no, we all know what it right. is. If you're not playing stupid semantic games, you know what it is too. It's like the woman who was at the swim meet and the person said like, well, are you a doctor? And she's like, well, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog right. is. Like, And you know, it's not a cat. Like you just, there's some stuff that is clear to human beings and that's one of them. Right. And it's just, it's just simply it. It's this way to hit hyperdrive on showing just how much more sympathetic a person, in virtuous a person you are than, than the trash out there, the red hat wearing other people. Well, and I think it's very, very clear. So, but 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 it's it feels so good and it's so important mm-hmm. to be considered, uh, you know, that elevated status of somebody who's really sympathetic and understanding and really tolerant. He's super tolerant. That's in that religion, tolerance of. Every abnormality is the greatest virtue. So they are happy to do it and attack you when you dare say, when you don't just, you better not just accept Caitlyn Jenner, you better celebrate it. I celebrate it because it's super tolerant and somewhere Caitlyn can feel the vibes if I don't. So I'm going to. And there was no Bruce Jenner. Don't say that word. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So the whole thing just goes back to the fact that they like need to pretend that something that everybody knows isn't true is true and they need a reality to be there and that it's such a like midwit thing mm-hmm. to like have this sort of well um actually did you know that actually some people have xxy chromosomes and blah 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 and like to come up with these exceptions and these word games and mm-hmm. this silliness mm-hmm. uh, to to justify something that like obviously we all know there are people who experience gender dysphoria mm-hmm. as a mental illness there are people that you know, fundamentally feel extremely unhappy with their bodies and themselves and like, and want to be a dresser. And you can have a whole debate about like, what's the right way for that person to handle that. Mostly that's a debate between them and their spiritual leaders and their doctors and their family and their friends and not really my business to deal with. Well, right. But, but, but to pretend now that for us to believe that, you know, we're the extortion is we're we need to believe it's always perfect all the time. We can't if you and I say that for some people, especially adults, if that making that change suits them and puts them at peace and, and makes them feel uh, more comfortable in their body and calms their anxieties and makes them a happier person. You know, especially an adult. You know, we've got a friend, Christine from mm-hmm. from uh, Connecticut, friend of the show, who's, Christine. A, who's yeah. in his 50s, I think, became Christine. And and obviously all for it will you do mm-hmm. whatever makes you happy life is short make whatever Christine change, change is also it. very adamant by yes. the way that this has been the root of a lot of health problems for her as well and that she would encourage children not to jump <clears throat> into that oh absolutely and by the way it's t- hard for you saw that that texas father has uh, lost his custody uh, of a trans kid yeah. yeah at least one it might mm-hmm. be two kids but a trans kid so the wife is going to put the kid on puberty blockers and begin having yep. begin destroying the child's life and that is horrific don't Tell me how you're any better than Klaus Barbie, uh, you know, or Mengele doing experiments on kids in the Nazi camp. I'm sorry, I don't want to go to the Nazis, but he's one of the better ones known. He tinkered around, and these people are tinkering around. Believe me, Mengele thought he was doing a good thing too. Right. He thought he was doing important work. So, but if you are interrupting kids and dissolving the needed uh, growth elements that they're going to need to get from, you know, puberty to to adulthood 
then that's monstrous. With no right. no medical reason, that's monstrous. But the feeling is that, that, that and this is why the left is so good at stuff, is that you have to be all in on all this all the time or else you want them all exterminated. That's what they're saying. There's no middle ground. And because they are being exterminated, <laughs> that's they're telling you that this happened, so you better not be, you better mm-hmm. push against. But it's like, it's just, I, I'm sorry, I blame women. I blame suburban women. You know what? I'm going to go... I'm but you know deeper. what it you is. It's I blame because women... suburban white women. But you know what it is. It's because there's a certain group of women who just want to be nice. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, that's what we've been you know? talking about. And yeah, but they're very, very, like, they didn't create the monster, but they're very susceptible to this argument. Like, well, isn't that just the nice thing to do? And, you know, like, as a parent, what if your kid was telling you they wanted to kill themselves because they felt so terrible about themselves? And wouldn't you do anything to make sure that, like, it's your kid? Wouldn't you rather have an, a living daughter than a dead son and all this stuff? Like, this sort of guilt trip. And their their I arguments are specifically... I think your own this is only a half-truth on your part. Really? They don't just want to be nice. They just want to be nice and declare it to as many people as possible so they can see that they're, they've got a, a polite society blue check mark. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the good ones. Ukraine flag. All for every trans person in little trans camps. So little mm-hmm. seven-year-olds can learn how to be transier. I'm all for it. See, just so you guys know. I changed my avatar today. I mean, these people... And I think that's why this spreads like a virus, because these people at one point, you could just think with common sense and say, wow, that's weird. Turn in closed newspaper and you'd never have to see it again. Mm-hmm. Now, Facebook means so much. Facebook's where you go to tell people that the dog died or that Mr. Boots, your uh, you know, your 10-year-old Maine coon needs needs colon cancer uh, surgery and do a GoFundMe. It's the marketplace of discourse now. Everything happens there now. If for olds for like old me. people, yeah, right. I was going to say the young people aren't on Facebook. Right. No, the young people are trading human trafficking and fentanyl on uh, the Snapchat or whatever the new <laughs> one is at this point. But, but so yeah, I mean that's how it is. I I think that that's one of the reasons this wokeness has gotten so nuts is because you declare your wokeness, then you have one scold who gets on there and says it's not right to say black lesbian anymore. To do not, the denominations of black need to show their every experience uniquely, whatever. And then somebody who thought they were just being woke. <laughs> says oh I'm sorry tell me the new things to say and I'll say them and I'll change my avatar just tell me because that's what the culture is the culture is this, this there's a new enlightenment every week and once you've absorbed it fully 
you're a better person. You're mm-hmm. elevated. You're absolved of all your sins. So you're absolved of, you know, the, the all-inclusive trips to Ibiza, uh, whatever, every mm-hmm. three and a half weeks and the Range Rovers and all that stuff. And, you know, you're shown to be uh, generally you're hanging out in a class of people who are educated, mm-hmm. people who went to college, better people. Right. Right. There's like a certain subset of things that you learn that's like the well actually things. Right. Well, actually, did you know that you can't really define women like that because I'm so Are you a doctor? And, you know, like the the we spa thing that we were told was a hoax that the uh, child predator. Right. Who was exposing himself in the women's uh, jacuzzi at we spa to women and children was uh, and people were upset about it. We were told there's a hoax and there's that bearded dude in the video going, well, is it a trans woman? Like. Like, that makes some excuse. But there's a whole host of these, like, woke people who do need to demonstrate that they know just a little bit more than you. And their intellectual ability to realize about trans people that you probably just don't understand because mm-hmm. you're sort of an uneducated bigot. You know, I'm sure you're not trying to be, but you probably don't realize <laughs> that there's such things as trans people. And that actually that makes it okay for this person to have their penis out by your little daughter. Like, you just, you don't have the level of nuance and intellectualism that I have that makes you understand why this person having their penis near your kid is just totally actually fine like that's what it is you know like they're able to intellectualize away things that are obvious to us lesser people yeah and i think there's another another class of people are people who who, elites in academia Mm -hmm. and media some of whom who i've met are really are actually really good people right but they're not they're only given the basic touchstone on the 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 10 percent you know, tip of uh, on these issues to adopt. They're told this is the this is the suite of positions you mm-hmm. should have if you're going to walk with the yeah, new calls. Yeah, and some basic and this talking is the points that we about do it to be decent to each other. Right. And so I saw a lot of these people when I was at when I did that my, the show I tanked national show on Channel Two. I was I was just a guest, <clears throat> but but y- these are people who are really well meaning and. And I remember one of the women, the producers, every show and, and Channel 2 and PBS, mm-hmm. at least when I was at it, gets about 72 producers. You you go in. I was one of the guests. You get your own. I get my own intern, my, like, Sherpa to, to do whatever I need. <laughs> and like they, they had a photog right there on site. They had a professional makeup person to do your makeup and, and give you the mm-hmm. stuff in your lips so your lips swell. It's like... And I told you about the green room cheese and stuff. This was living. I'm sure there was a wine in there. <laughs> All just, at taxpayer expense. Oh, it's wonderful. If let me tell you, if I yeah, I, it, it was so. I would thought I. I'd, Can you imagine the wailing and gnashing of teeth that's going to happen when President Ron DeSantis gets rid of public <laughs> funding for PBS? And the thing about it is, you know, PBS is funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, mm-hmm. which which funds which gives some money to PBS and NPR. But not that much money. And the reason they don't give that much of a percentage of money to these stations is that these stations are billing like MFs. Right. They take they take in huge money, especially in the big markets. They, the, oh, the yeah. Market, the stuff, up the in big J- stuff. St. Johnsbury, Vermont. The big be... stuff, the Ken Burns documentaries well, but, but and all these things the markets, that people love. The, right. For instance, NPR in Boston mm-hmm. makes a bleep ton. And NPR New York and Connecticut and all the big markets, NPR does what? It's, if, it's a toll-free FM signal they get. I mean, they're budgeted. They get whatever, but so they don't need the money. But like so the the people I met, I, I I met they were so wonderful and they were so civilized, and 
and I remember this woman, uh, just one of the producers, and the producers were so educated that they could have, some were dummies, but were, that, that they could have done their own shows. They're so right. up on the issues. And they, they, they gave me a pile of stuff. I'm like, I haven't read this much stuff. I've never read that much stuff, actually. In like 1979, maybe, when I mm-hmm. like read uh, Henry Reed Catches a Fish or whatever. But but they're smart. I remember one of, one time her talking about that she wanted to start a show that talked about women's, um, unique to women's health issues. Yep. And... And immediately, of course, I'm thinking, okay, red flags, here we go. God, what's your, what's your bitch going to be now? You know, because like, I figured anything that comes from anybody in this room is going to be <laughs> feminist thing. And she said, she had something very interesting to say, that the, the symptoms women get when they are having a heart attack mm-hmm. are extremely um, similar to other uh, symptoms women get for all sorts of other things. Hmm. So women, many times, have no idea they're having a heart attack. Right. Because they get this whatever chest compression stuff happening. They get the other, all the plumbing crap that happens with women, all the many things that happen with women. <laughs> they get all this stuff all the time. So women uh, aren't aren't driving themselves to the hospital or calling the ambulance and are having suffering heart attacks. And I thought, that is great. Why is that great? No, I thought, no, no. <laughs> that's a good point, Alice. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Imagine we just end there. No, I stand by that. See you guys later. Let's play the the. Uh, it's music. great that heart attacks go undiagnosed in women. Awesome. Well, by the way, wouldn't that be if I were if I were President Trump? What would the Insta headline be in CNN right now? <laughs> President Trump says women dying of heart attacks is great yes what i meant is <laughs> the chiron would yes. be going along the bottom um what i meant of course is fully is <laughs> i thought that her subject for the new show was great <laughs> yeah. how informative and isn't that interesting did you know that that the women's heart attack symptoms mirror other stuff i actually did but yeah did you oh, okay sorry you already knew but okay play mm-hmm. along <laughs> But anyway, like she. I was, mean, that's a great she, thing, she honey. Good. Thank you for informing me. So of that. anyway, <laughs> you guys, you guys have no honor too. That's the thing. So anyway, she um, she was when they, we'd we'd have these pre-show meetings uh-huh. and tryouts and all these other things, and they brought in me, two professors, a third guy who was teaching at Harvard, who was a former general, who was the he was the gruff general guy. And one mm-hmm. of the topics was droning, drone strikes, the CIA versus versus um, military drone strikes. <laughs> and because, and this was the Obama era, but with Bush and Obama, you know, we were droning just people who we, we <laughs> like deemed, everybody, yeah, just, just droning. Kicks. Is he a bad guy? Eh, might as well just hit him, bang, <laughs> including some Americans. So I, I was a very much hawkish, and so I remember the general saying, "Well, we need to make sure that we moderate, and the, the target is acquired." There needs to be many levels of verification. You need to get several intel. So he was very disciplined about it, mm-hmm. and and um, and he was like, "And there is a clear difference now. If, if people don't know, it, you, the military can't drone people unless you're at war with somebody. The CIA can do whatever it wants." <laughs> so, and then they came to me, and I said, "I think it's fantastic <laughs> if they're Al Qaeda or if they're ISIS, go over and drone them." If they're ISIS related or ISIS adjacent, drone interested them. in let joining these, ISIS, go for let it. Let these dirtbags know that at any time, a little <laughs> missile can come from the sky and end it all. 
and they were uh, shocked and the general even was like huh? <laughs> and, I, and they were shocked and of course i made the show you were like trump to them yeah and they said they, they want to be on the show and then one time me and this what was the girl i was on with this gorgeous woman who was i don't remember she's a uh she's i don't want to get into race but she's of indian descent and she's just a very you can find look at this show what's the show called the show is called point taken point taken there'll be me and then you'll see a beautiful woman next to me um she was um they asked us during the only um during the like facebook only time this thing this whole production was so high money and so high tech i had Boom, mics flying around. I was scared to death during most of it. Uh, the host said, okay, everybody. And this must have been like September 2016. He said, so let's get just some prognostications. Who do you think is going to win uh, the presidential election? And I said, uh, uh, Donald Trump is going to win. And he mm-hmm. said, what? Really? Really? And I said, yeah, Trump's going to win. He's going to take the middle of the country. He's going to win around the edges. And there's I, whatever take I stole from somebody. I, but I was, I thought... Right. And also, you know, why not? Everybody else mm-hmm. is going to say uh, Hillary. So, so, and he says, wow. And then the woman next to me, she said, what do you think? And she was actually eloquent and not like 380 pounds, <laughs> stupid, still drunk. And she was like, uh, yeah, I believe Donald Trump will win um, with, uh, with using the middle of the country, using workers, the union mm-hmm. class has now left the Democratic Party. And, and he said, wow, really? And it's as if we had just... Like called his daughter and mother effer or something. He was like, "Wow, we've got these in our in this studio," and that's what I mean. They're they're just so it's it's all just so foreign to them to have people with views like we brought you in here thinking you were clear thinking and thoughtful people. That mm-hmm. the answer, if you didn't see the answer, the answer is Hillary's going to win. You don't sit. This is PBS. This isn't just <laughs> this isn't just the Boston WGBH. This is. This is every station that we cover. You don't say Trump and be considered a member of, and like Morgan wants to know if you are sitting next to Ann Coulter. No, oh, but Tom would wish. love that. I have Tom been next to it. Ann Coulter a few times, and she is a Tom loves smoke her. loves show. Her. Loves twenty sixteen. We and would, her voice. Talk about vocal fry. The waspiest good kind of vocal fry I that you love. Have, yeah, I've loved her since eighty. No, no, 98, I would say. I read mo. Oh, well, I read about four of her books in full because her books were just long enough for me to dr- fly oh, to wow. Chicago. It takes a lot for you to read a book. Yeah, but back then there was no TVs on planes <laughs> and I had to get to Chicago. So uh, I still have no TVs on planes. I know, planes. <laughs> I know. You don't have anything on your plane. You, you walk up on the tarmac <laughs> in the staircase. Um, it's not Ann Coulter. The uh, Wakefield Mold said Monica Meta. Oh, yes, that's her. And I remember sitting next to her and looking at her eyes and saying, my God. Morgan wants to know what Ann Coulter's legs were like in person. She was an absolute smoke show. She was much more beautiful. She looked incredible in a cocktail dress. She was mostly, I was at her. So the, I had three interactions with her in person. Um, all in, in at the RNC. Mm-hmm. One was when she, she walked by and I, I said, Ann, Ann, can you come on? I was live on the air and digital in Boston Heart Radio, mm-hmm. but... But there's no other way to do it because I wanted her to come on. And she said, well, I'll be back in a minute. We'll see. We'll see. And Did I said, and we love you. She said, well, thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, Boston Herald. And just as she does, and it was like, that wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> I think it sounds like you love her, but yeah. I do love her. <laughs> and she was in this cocktail dress. And and then I went over. She sat down with Howie. And I went over and started taking some pictures of her, mm-hmm. which... Uh, <laughs> 
I was taking not for official my official Harold photographer it for, Tom Shattuck. It wasn't for my spank bank, Alice. It was, it was literally. <laughs> it was literally for to to. Yeah. It was sights and sounds. I'm sure, of, it was. I had I had sights and sounds of Aunt Golda. <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, pictures of go back and look at my freaking the Harold Radio and Tom Shattuck social media from then you'll see pictures of Milo you'll see pictures of Woodward and Bernstein Dan Rather anybody I could get newsmaker but at one point she said uh, Howie is this gentleman with you and Howie said uh, he's fine he's fine he's with the Herald he's fine and she's okay. <laughs> so it's just oh, it's not the first person I've creeped out I used to because in Herald Radio we used to have. We'd have young, attractive people on, and I thought, let's get these people on our social media so other young people will know that it's safe to look at us, so that we're not, they don't all look at me. But it always came off as creepy. I'm the wrong guy to do it, because you know what? Because even though I wasn't being creepy, I have the creep gene. It's there. But So somebody else should have done it. It's like that thing. Was that Did an I tell SNL you about when we brought sketch? the uh, when we brought was that the... an SNL sketch where it was like about Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah. with Tom Brady oh, totally. and like how if he does the exact same thing yeah. that the creepy guy does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. One time we had it. I, I somebody was offering talking about like a new set of lingerie they were selling, and I said, "Oh, can you? Oh, can we? We'll do have the lingerie in. Can you get a lingerie model to come in too?" I thought this is great. I already had <laughs> one person who was a a uh, cosplay person. Mm-hmm. Third time I saw Ann Coulter, by the way, was there, and she said, "Is there a big man around? Is there a gentleman who will help me around?" And I said, "Sure." And what would you need? And what do you need? I did. And she said, "I need a gentleman, a big, strong gentleman like you, if you don't mind, to walk with me to my hotel because a holes have been harassing me the entire time. Because it's true, liberals throw crap at her and whatever." And I said, "Yes, absolutely." Then some other big dude came and checked me out. Now that didn't check me out; like looked at me, checked me out of the play. And she said, "Oh, I'll go with you." Damn it! So that was it. Yes, she was the most attractive woman among six hundred people in that place. She's much more attractive in person than on TV. It, she does not disappoint. That's a great question. Monica Medeja. Meta, yeah. Not Monica Medeja, whatever. Looking to her eyes, her eyes are, there's only one color eyes like that in the world. Yellow, brown, blue, and like thoughtful. If she had said, Tom, and put her hand on my hand, I just need you to go and drown your mother. I would have, <laughs> you would have heard a screeching of tires a second later. She was beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> and intelligent. You never hear much from her. I think she got into the family business. So, also on that uh, on that um, panel is Matt Welch of Reason Magazine, who, who came off then a little douchey. Uh, he had like a he had either no tie or like shiny like chucks like sneakers on oh, libertarians yo to- totally <laughs> and, he, and they said do you mind sne- we have other shoes here changing shoes these are coming out popping a little bit and he said what come on these are my jam thought, oh dickhead but then we had talked about christopher hitchens for a while and he was fine and now we're kind of friends and he comes on my show so i apologize matt okay so let's um we don't really we don't really have there's not too many um uh chat chat calls let's, well we can do that and then we can jump i do have like well, a few what? more things what do what we can do the few chat chat messages that okay. there are, hey, and what, then we what, can. Is it the chat chat or is it something else? Sorry, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. I wish chat chat. Leslie would send me some vocal lines on that. I would like to have. She sent play. you some, but you didn't. Anything if we you need have to know, feedback use and you want, voice, Allison, anything that we need to know. Um, the Chelsea Fire some Wicked Hot Sauce. sauce. Now, now say this: say it's hot. It's hot. No, throaty. It's hot. A little more. Sorry. I, opacity. Uh, opacity. <laughs> yes. 
It's hot. Literally have your lips touch the mic when you say <laughs> it. No, it's for vocal effect and other things. It's hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> okay. Um, it is made of natural ingredients. They use sea salt to... Mm-hmm. Um, keep it healthy for your heart it's a week in 180 approved uh, no preservatives and it uh is tom's favorite hot sauce in the world absolutely you do not have to sacrifice flavor for heat you can yes. find it at market basket at the big y at a bunch of other stores and, and they i won't donate- be specific by us i won't be specific but alice and i do use it during our romantic <laughs> and um if you'd like to know uh how just dm me Oh, no, DM Alice. <laughs> and um, they donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So um, it is, the company is based locally here in Massachusetts, and it is made in St. Augustine, Florida. So it is a local company on two fronts, uh, made in the, the USA. It's a billboard. You know what a billboard is, Alice? Billboard means it's the, you just say it fast and you don't say go into fast. all the details. You can, you can okay, attach it, okay. a little 10 or 15 tag. but Okay, no, not, not too, too much. Know, but St. Augustine, much. Florida doesn't have to work its way I like St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, I got a, a double feature going on here. Uh, the first film was uh, Number One with a Bullet, starring uh, Robert that. Carradine and uh, Billy D. Williams. Peter Graves plays the chief. Um, and then um, I don't like, Justin, that you're home watching a 1970s movie like that. Oh, by the way, John in Wakefield points out in the chat that Bloomington, Indiana was in the news for uh, banning a pet shop from selling cats and dogs. Wow. So they don't want retail sale of cats and dogs. How are you supposed to get them? Steal You're them? supposed to adopt <clears throat> ones, rescue and adoption. So, okay. So, th- so racket A is no longer any good. Racket B is what we're going Because to. ones at pet shops <clears throat> could come from like puppy mills. Puppy mills. You know it doesn't exist, Alice? Puppy Mills. Correct. Puppy Mills. What a Porsche. Uh, movie number two was uh, Best of the Best uh, with uh, Eric Roberts and um, James Earl Jones. It was gripping uh, that uh, that part where um, Eric Roberts tells him to pop the shoulder in. Tommy, pop the shoulder in. Eric Roberts, by the way, um, considered by Kirk Minahan to be a jerk on a personal level. He hmm. played in the softball team with him. Um, Justin, I don't like that you're watching these movies. I don't know what <laughs> nursing home you've uh, meandered into amidst uh, the barely moving, um, you know, people who are, um, you know, calling it a night as far as their lives go. Uh, but this is not good. You're a young man. Get out there. No more watching crappy movies from the 70s or 80s. But I don't know that movie, just to be honest. Although I. No, I don't know that movie. Alice, we are going to listen to two people who are listening to two people who are also listening to two other people to a podcast (laughs) broadcast from Bucharest. Now, the sixth person who listens to it is going to give you some very interesting insight. (laughs) Take off your shirt. (laughs) Did I say that? Well, I think that's a reference, A, to our show where we listen to Bly, Mike, and Craig listening to a podcast, but then then you also wanted me to wear the Mrs. Claus thing. Oh, is that think- that long? Was that, man, that must have been a long time ago. Remember that? That was a lifetime mm-hmm. ago when you destroyed the hopes and dreams of every single listener. And now Sorry. look how uh, modest you are. It's just a t-shirt. Hey, Tom and Alice. I've seen... Um, 
that the, dr- the drummer and co-founder of one of my favorite bands, Modest Mouse, died at 45 due to uh, stage four cancer. Unbelievable. Modest Mouse, he was uh, a co-founder with um, Isaac Brock. And uh, unbelievable. 45 years old. That's way too young to be dying of cancer. Anybody dying of cancer. Terrible. Completely agree. And something has to be done. This is ridiculous. Like, let's... Uh Let's call it a night on all these cancer deaths, shall we? Alice, thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not for cancer. Against cancer, against that. Correct, correct. What's happening here? I don't know. Great modest mouse. All right, you can take us out, Alice. All right, we're going out to Modest Mouse. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you are on Patreon, just stay there because we're going to keep streaming and do the Patreon segment of the show. Um, you can, of course, find that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel, but you can always find the vast majority of the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com with links to all the places to listen. Find us on YouTube, on Rumble, and on social media at burnbarrelpod or email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. See ya. Well, you just laughed it off, but it's all okay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.